Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, in the year of our Lord, 2019, a new Wii game is born! It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We are going to be talking about the news from the week, including maybe the last time we're going to talk about Pokemon before it's released, probably. Maybe. We're not sure. Um, And then on Thursday, we're talking memorable co-op games and co-op gaming experiences with our buddy Christian Humes. Uh, But in the meantime, Mark, how are you? I'm doing so good. Patrick, let me be the first... To wish you and yours mm. a happy holidays. What? Okay. I mean, that is true. You are, in fact, the first to wish yes! me and mine. Got it! And it's, so it's, it's up to me to relay that message to mine, whatever that is? Look, I've got so many people to wish happy holidays to. I don't have time to wish it to all of yours. Now, I'm just, hold, like, doing a blanket. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> because the you and yours is that your family or that like your your clan? Your I don't people? I don't have time to make these decisions, Patrick. It is your decision. Whoa, whatever whoa. you want to define yours as, that's up to you. I'm about to blow your mind because mine, me and mine, you are part of mine. Oh my gosh! So you just wished yourself a happy early holidays. It's true what they say. Anytime you're pointing at somebody and saying yep. happy holidays to yep. them. Three fingers are pointing right back at you. And a thumb pointed in the weird third direction. Speaking of weird third directions, my copy of Sonic Forces, would you like to borrow it? You can. All you have to do is own a Nintendo Switch or have access to a Nintendo Switch. Want to play the game on Nintendo Switch? Email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com with a mailing address where I can send you my copy of the game. You play it for as long as you want. You send it back. It costs you... Nothing. Nothing. Uh, so do that while you're doing that, but in a separate email, please. Please in a separate email. Send us your Super Mario Maker 2 levels. That's right. We're not begging you to send us our super, your Super Mario Maker 2 levels. We're begging you to do that in a separate email. That's right. Look, we are <clears throat> ain't too proud to beg, right? We ain't too proud to beg, uh, but we are too proud to beg just for the thing to happen. We want it to happen a specific way. Is this track? Is this, am I making sense? I am 100% on board. Okay, great. Um, send us those levels. Tweet them at us. We are at Nincart Society on Twitter. We love playing your levels. We love talking about your levels on here. We love sharing them with our listeners. Um, so do that. We love it. One last thing. We're going to be determining the best Nintendo music of all time. We can only do it with your help. We need you to nominate songs, pieces of music for our contest. We're going to have a whole big bracket. We're going to figure it all out, but we can only do it if you tell us what to include in the lineup. So email or tweet at us. Let us know what piece of music we should include. Uh, If there's like a link to a video of it, that helps because then we know exactly what you're talking about. Um, Also, uh, I have seen a a, a lot of this and it's okay. We'll we'll, uh, work with what we've already, already got. 
but if there is a Smash remix, specify specify which version you're referring to. We want to put like tracks up against each other. Um, and do all of this yes. by November 22nd. And this, that's a hard deadline. And I know it seems a long ways away. You're like, oh, that's what, a week before Thanksgiving? I'm telling you guys, it's going to be here before you know it. Pokemon's Look, only 10 days away. That's, Pokemon's only 10 days away. Maniacs are already wishing people happy holidays. So you have no choice but to act right now. If you have not told us what, what piece of music you want, including this thing, uh, uh, you're running out of time. And I'm telling you, I don't know that Gusty Gardens has been nominated. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, and I can't do it. I'm helpless in this That's scenario. Right. Uh, unless you created a I am shadow seeing email the train account. coming down the tracks uh-huh. and Gusty Gardens is sitting there. I'm the only person around, but I'm bound by law right. to not interfere. It's that old ethical quandary. What do you do when the train is barreling down and Gusty Gardens isn't on it? I just want to make sure I have the scenario right. <laughs> Um, hey, speaking of music, uh, we got a uh, question on Twitter um, from a listener. Uh, so th- thank you, Ethan, for um, e- emailing in. If anyone uh, ever wants to uh, tweet a question at us, you can tweet at us. We are at Nincart Society. Uh, I'm just pulling it up now so I can read the question. Seamless. Thank you. Um, so the, the question goes like this. Uh, I like the soundtracks to Sayonara, Wild Hearts, and Hyperlight Drifter, but I don't want to play the games. I do wish those soundtracks were grafted onto some other games. Question for the podcast. Do you have any soundtracks you wish you could transplant onto different games? Um, this is a tough question, Ethan. Uh, and for a second, I was like, no, I don't have any. I don't have any examples of that. But then something came to me clearly. Uh, and I, I've got to go back to being like, 16 years old, 15 years old for this scenario to work. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Full of the kind of music that I wanted to listen to. I love that this is your honest answer because my yes. joke answer was going to be Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I Look, man, this, Goldfinger's on that thing. and it's like such a good slash bad, right. but mostly good soundtrack. Uh, it is, so it is music that I wanted to listen to, but man, if I don't have any room in my heart for skateboarding video games, I've got none. I do not want to play a skateboarding video game. Get it gone, but keep the songs. And I could probably go and make a playlist. And I don't know what kind of game I would want that music in, um, but th- that, that was one that always stood out to me as like, that's music I want to engage with, but don't, you know, I can't do it in that game because I don't want to play the game. Yeah. Uh, Ethan, I 100% agree with you on Sayonara Wild Hearts. I really like the soundtrack to that game. Um, I didn't like the game itself. So in a weird way, like my answer is I wish Sayonara Wild Hearts was better slash a different game. Uh, more the game in my head where it was, I just didn't find it to be much of a rhythm game. And mm. I wish it was more of that. Um, but it's kind of hard for me to divorce soundtracks i like like i don't know that i would want to take a soundtrack from sayonara wild hearts and put it onto a different game like i'm kind of happy just experiencing the soundtrack on its own because part of like games that i like is you know soundtracks are part of like the whole experience yeah yeah i think like we tend to approach games like holistically like that um you know a a recent example of a game that i couldn't play because the soundtrack was bothering me was 
the original release of Dragon Quest XI, um, coming over to the Switch and having everything uh, turned from MIDI to uh, like symphonic recordings um, made that game playable for me. So like, you know, that tracks that like that is something that like you kind of need the the whole. But it, this is related to um, to this question for me because I think categorically. Um, I would lo- I would like to play more games with big Final Fantasy esque scores, um, but like I know I'm never gonna play Final Fantasy 15. Um, I've dipped into Final Fantasy 14, but like I'm never gonna. But I know Final Fantasy has such good music. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I'm probably not gonna like just sit there and listen to like 30 hours of uh, Final Fantasy music on Spotify that I'm not familiar with. If that were put into a game that I found, uh you know even just like a more compelling rpg um that i think fit, fits that bill a little bit and then of course take the soundtrack from tony hawk pro skater and put it in rise of the tomb raider yeah i mean honestly that would get me a to listen to those that music again and to play rise of the tomb raider so it's a win-win all right let's get into what we've been playing this week So we have been playing a couple games together. That's right. Luigi's Mansion 3 mm-hmm. and Resident Evil 6. Uh, both of which we will be talking about on Thursday as part of our co-op games extravaganza. But can I just say right now that one thing I am loving about Luigi's Mansion 3 is uh, that it is like a renaissance of sorts for Professor Egad. Oh, Professor Egad. He is wonderful. He's so funny in this game. Mm-hmm. I love his animation. I like when he's walking around. Oh my god! Or like he's, running around. He he's like his head is tilted back. <laughs> his so mouth is stupid. agape. He's so dumb. I love him so much. But I also like that uh, he's getting recognition in a way that I didn't that he didn't before. Just because I think he is like the most fully fleshed out version of Egad we've ever had. Sure. The most egad we've ever had. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm very much enjoying Luigi's Mansion Three, um, both in our time playing it together and just sort of walking around the hotel by myself. One of the things, one of the downsides for me of us playing it together, I really enjoyed that a lot. But when you and I were playing, we started with your game, which was further ahead than I was. Yeah. So, so now, now I'm kind of like up to dreading it. going through <laughs> the levels we played through together because I already know the like the answer to the puzzles, yeah. but I just have to like trudge through it, switching back and forth between me and Guiji. Oh, Guiji. Who we love, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we love him. Um, oh, I, I mentioned this while we were playing, but I like how stoic he is. Yes. There's a moment where one of the elevator buttons like falls on his head. He does not react. No. I mean, he's really just gummy coffee. He Look, man. The next time that you want to uh, communicate to people that you know everything's just going to roll off your back, you cannot be phased. Just let people know you're gummy coffee. Um, also, I just wanted to throw this out there. I played one game of Tetris 99 on Saturday, one, and I won it. Whoa! My first game in. Did you? Is that why you only played one? Did you like yes. first game in? You won, and you're like, I. Yeah. This, it's not going to get better than this. Today. Yeah. I was like, I peaked. That's it. That's awesome. Um, all right, so that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Patrick, I am truly delighted to tell you that today, November 5th, a new Wii game is released. Just Dance 2020. 
the Just Dance series. The only reason that anyone is printing new Wii discs. Pretty amazing. I uh, haven't played a Just Dance game for a few years now, but I used to buy a new one every year. I think they're super fun party games. Um, and I think it's absolutely insane that they keep making it for Wii and that it continues to sell well enough. Yeah. That they to justify uh, that. Yeah. Uh, it also comes out for Switch. Perfect. Today, uh, Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games is released, and Harvest Moon Mad Dash. Did we have this on our uh, new release list? Harvest last Moon Mad week? Dash. Yeah, we might have. It might be. Do you remember a fond segment of the show in the past mm. where we were like, "Do release dates mean anything?" Because in the early days of this Switch, it felt like uh, the indie games on the eShop would just have release dates moving all over the place. Yeah. So we would talk about a game like three weeks in a row. So this is like nostalgia for people who have been listening to the show for a long time. It's cool. It's a it's a fun uh, it's a, it's a callback is what it is. Um, do you, I was going to talk about Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo twenty twenty Olympic Games, but I don't think we have anything further to say about it. Other than it's it's a game that like I feel like we were paying attention to it a little bit, played it at E three, and we're like, uh, uh, all right, it's pretty samey. And then they were like, there's also this 2D mode where you play as like 16-bit and 8-bit sprites and we're like, well, that's cool. Uh, but ultimately land on like, yeah, but I'm never going to play I it. I still hold that the most enjoyment I will get out of th- this game is the videos and GIFs that people post of the Nintendo characters doing rhythmic gymnastics. Yeah, I mean... I can watch that forever. That's perfect. Uh, and then on November 8th, Layton's Mystery Journal uh, Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy Deluxe Edition is released for Switch. This was a 3DS and mobile game that is making its way over to Switch in a Deluxe Edition. Mm-hmm. The Nintendo Switch Lite Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield Edition is released. The new Super Lucky's Tale is released for Switch, which was previously an Xbox and PC exclusive. And they're just tacking that uh, new moniker on there, thinking that they can just rip off Super Mario Brothers. We're on to you. Um, Disney's Sum Sum Festival, uh, which I'm talking about because it's really fun to know how to say Sum Sum now. I wouldn't have guessed. And then uh, the Incineroar, Simon, and Crom Amiibos are all released on the 8th as well. Um, crazy to think that Amiibo are still coming out. Uh, yeah, so are these, I, I'm assuming, are the Smash Amiibo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's Simon Belmont. Um, and Crom from uh, Fire Emblem. Uh, so is the this the end of it, or are there more coming? I mean, the DLC characters need oh, uh, Amiibo as well. Yes, so yes, they do. There will be at least those other five, and then uh, you know, however many more come after that. We're never going to stop, even though it seems like Nintendo has stopped making Amiibo in all other like name another game that's come out in the last like year that's had new Amiibo. Um, can't do it. Can't be done. No one can do it. Um, but they're they're gonna finish this uh, the smash set if nothing else. Also, I think we have a little bit of business that we need to take care of, oh, which is yes. not in this week's new releases, but coming perilously soon is Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. And Patrick and I need to decide because obviously one of us is going to get one version and the other is going to get the second version. Yes. Um, but we need to decide who is going to get what and we feel the fairest way to do that is by flipping a coin 
Right. And this coin may or may not be the Super Mario Odyssey commemorative gold coin yes, that I is, got for pre-ordering it at it's, Best Buy. It's Schrodinger's Super Mario Odyssey commemorative coin. That's right. It is in a box with a cesium atom. And the half-life may or may not have... Because this is an important part of Schrodinger's cat that people just forget about. Right. It's not just about a alive or dead cat in a box. Right. The cat is only both alive and dead if there is a cesium atom and some poison or something. Everyone thinks they get Schrodinger's cat. No one does. Including us. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Self-inclusive. Everyone. It's, you can't just do it in a regular box. That being said, whatever the definition of Schrodinger's cat is... Uh, we have a Super Mario Odyssey co- commemorative coin okay. that fits that definition. Okay, so which of these is heads and which is tails? Um, tails? Heads? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so I will flip it, and Mark, do you want to call it in the air? Yeah, okay. And the winner of the coin toss gets to pick, or the winner of the coin toss... Toy cost, toy, coin toss? So I, I think the way it should work is yeah. that... Uh, because it feels a little bit like a loaded gun if, like, they win it and they get to pick. I think what it should be is, like, mm. I'll call it in the air. We'll say that heads is uh, sword, tails is shield. So then what are you calling? Uh, uh, like, the one I'm claiming. And then whichever one. I maybe made this more confusing. I, th- I think it you might have. Perfect sense to me. Okay. I'll, you know what? How about this? Yes. You flip it. I'll call it in the air. Uh, and then I'll explain to you what it means. Great. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> You gotta call it in the air. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I flipped. Mark, 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 Mark. Ready? This is not a bit. I really okay. forgot. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Heads. It's tails. So I think that means I lost, so I get shield. Okay, so I get sword. I think so. All right. That's what we're committing to. Yes. Patrick, uh, shield, Patrick. No, Mark, sword. No. no. Patrick, sword, Mark, shield. Yeah. We're doing a good job tonight. <laughs> Solid show. Um, all right. Let's. Uh, uh, any of these new releases, um, are, are you going to pick up anything on, on this? Uh, I don't think so. Not immediately, anyways. Yeah. Uh, same. I mean, got to save time for Pokemon, right? Right. Um, all right. Let's get uh, out of this segment. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, you and I have unfinished business. Yeah. Um, A rare continuation of 433. So we are trying to, from memory... Um, name all of the Marvel movies in release order, and we made it to Ant Man. Right, didn't check our work, but I'm pretty sure we got it correct. I think we we are correct. So, uh, a plus to us for that work. But post Ant Man, I am nervous. Yes, I think we're just going to have to pick a movie and then, like, you know how when you're doing multiple choice tests Mm -hmm. and you would like do a question and then later you come back and you like see the answer to that question yeah. in a different question. I think that's going to have happen here, but we're wasting precious time. Precious, precious time. And it's being wasted. We don't want this to be a th- three parter. No, Unprecedented. That's, that's insanity. Um, okay. So at the end of the last one, I suggested maybe Dr. Strange is next, but was not ready to commit to that. I don't think it's Dr. Strange. I, 
how do you feel about Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2? I don't like it that much, but here's the thing. There is a, a for me, a small dip in quality immediately, at, like, right in this area. And, like, I think both Guardians 2 and Doctor Strange came out back-to-back, and I don't know what the order was. Uh, and I think Guardians is a May movie, mm. and I think... Uh, I definitely think Doctor Strange was like a November movie. Doctor Strange was definitely it definitely came out at a cooler time because we saw it together, right? Um, and we were standing outside the Vista talking about it, and I was really negative on it, yeah, and was upset that not everyone else was as negative as me, which is just like a it's a personality quirk of mine. I'm not proud of it. But it's like, a party trick, it, right? <laughs> uh, so I, I I will buy that that sequence of events that it goes uh, Guardians to. And then Doctor Strange. Oh, You're making a face. I, just because I'm, I'm not sure that the timeline works out in my head. I think you might be right. I think it might be Doctor Strange. And then Guardians? Yeah. Okay. So I think that's right. And then is it Civil War? No. Civil, I mean, Guardians 2 must be way later. Or like, I think Guardians 2 is after Civil War. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I think. But it feels so weird to me to have. Okay. It's so out of place. Yeah. And like, we should list the remaining movies. I think that'll help if we can. I mean, dare we work backwards? Yeah. Okay. Let's try that. Okay. So the most recent one we know was Endgame. Endgame. Right. Then Captain Marvel. Right. And then Infinity War. That's right. And before that, before Infinity War was uh, Black Panther. Okay. Where does Ant-Man and the Wasp fit in here? Oh, it fits in after Infinity War, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Infinity War. Yeah, th- that's right. So Infinity War, Ant-Man and Wasp, Captain Marvel, Endgame. That's, that's the end of it. No, 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 no. It goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, yeah. you're right, you're right. So, okay, now, now traveling backwards in time from uh, Infinity War, the one right before that was, what did I just say? Black Panther. Black Panther, but uh, n- yes, yeah, so Black Panther, and then right before that was it, Thor, Thor Ragnarok, um, and like that to me, that run right there is like Marvel at its best for sure. Um, and that's like eight, mo- <laughs> it's yeah. like eight movies. It's yeah. so many movies. Uh, so what was before Thor, Thor Rag- Ragnarok? Okay, so we Civil War is an outstanding piece. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Doctor Strange is an outstanding piece. Um. And Guardians 2. Guardians 2. So maybe just those three movies. Right. Those three movies are three movies that we can't place. It just feels so weird to me to have Civil War so soon after Age of Ultron. But, but I really, I think it is, though. Like, even though it is, like, a, another, a, effectively another Avengers movie, um, I don't know when else it would have been. Yeah. Okay, so maybe... Oh, and we've not talked any Spider-Man movies in here either. Right. Right. So Homecoming and Far From Home are, are both in the, in the mix here. Right. Far From Home after Endgame. Right. Got that one um, locked away. Homecoming after Civil War. Yes. Because Spider-Man is introduced in Civil War. Yes. As is Black Panther. Okay, so here's what I'm going to pause it. a lot of artists. Oh, 
Okay, this one doesn't end with applause. Uh, so that that's uh, that's the end of that 430. <laughs> okay, okay, quickly. Yeah, we, no we, need, we need to resolve okay, this. Okay, so quickly, I'm going to pause it. That it yeah. goes Ant-Man, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Yes. Uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, then Civil War? That can't be, that can't be true. Civil War, then Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Sure. And then whatever we said. And then Spider-Man's in this. <laughs> somewhere look we failed at this but on the flip side i don't know that it was good content to begin with (laughs) all right mark let's get into the news so pokemon sword and shield stuff is leaking all over the place like pretty much any information you want to know about this game is out there the complete pokedex all that kind of stuff completely out there the game is only 10 days away. I I don't feel like it's worth going into any of that stuff. No, when it's leaks, especially if it's like Pokedex stuff, like, look, I'm going to encounter it when I encounter it in the game. But if you, I guess if you want to know if your, like, favorite or whatever was cut, um, mm. that information is available. I genuinely just don't really know how much it's going to... In fact, I do know. It's not going to affect my experience at all because I never catch all of the Pokemon. Yeah. And so I will not know if some of these Pokemon are in the game or not, or if I just didn't encounter them. Um, have you looked into, uh, we don't have to talk about it further as to uh, insulate everyone else from uh, spoilers, but have you looked into the starter evolutions? No, I haven't. So I've been I've, leaving that as like the fun thing that I... Yeah, likewise. I, I've seen that that is uh, information that is out there and that people are talking about it, but I am keeping myself willfully ignorant on that. Front. I think it's fun that they have kept those under wraps. Yeah, I think that's cool too. Um, but that being said, one thing that I did want to talk about, uh, last week after we recorded our episode with um, Emily, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking about Sword and Shield. And the question came up if there was any Pokeball Plus functionality in these games. So the Pokeball Plus was something that Nintendo released with Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, where, you know, you can control the entire game using this Pokeball. And at the time, I was, like, emphatically like, no, there isn't any. But apparently, there's kind of functionality. Mm -hmm. You can't use it as a controller in the game. But remember, part of the Pokeball Plus was that you could, like, transfer a Pokemon into it and carry it around with you. Apparently, you can do that with this game. So, like, that part of it. Um, still exists. So it has like the, like whatever little vocal cues of like the new Pokemon in it. Apparently, I don't entirely understand how that works. Pokemon's so magical. I don't know. Uh, okay, and fine. One more thing. On November sixteenth, Walmart will be distributing an orange jumpsuit outfit for the new game's trainers. It's offered through the uh, Pokemon Pass app. The jumpsuit can be obtained until November 25th. So if you want to look like you should be in a prison yard. Now, and just just to be clear, this is an in-game outfit? Yes. Okay, great. Yeah. Yes. In-game it's, only. It's hard because uh, Nintendo will refer to both your character in the game and people playing the game as trainers. Right. Right? So we just need to, if we're getting an orange jumpsuit for Pokemon trainers, I just want to make sure we all know what that means. If you want to get an orange jumpsuit for yourself, you don't have to wait for to get permission from Walmart. Walmart? Yeah, yeah. It's Walmart. Just go ahead and get one. Um, and this is not breaking the newly the new rule of not talking about any more about Pokemon because this is really a Tetris ninety nine bit of news, which we will always talk about. This is a good workaround. There's a new Maximus Cup happening this weekend, November seventh through November tenth. 
You can earn a special Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield theme if you acquire 100 points. Uh, we're being blessed with themes right now. Yeah. It feels like there was a drought for a little bit, um, maybe just because I missed two of them. Yes. But uh, these feel just like back-to-back. You know, there will only have been one weekend I mean, between it's, them. It's because these games are being released uh, uh, pretty close to each other. I, I like this, and is maybe even something that we um, mentioned when the first one of these... What was the first one that... Oh, the Splatoon one, um, where I was like, they should just do uh, themes for this for every Nintendo game. Someone listened to that yeah. and is uh, delivering exactly what I asked for. Uh, it's super exciting. Yeah, it's very, very good. Guys, so, yeah. we have a Smash Direct incoming. This is insanity. On Wednesday morning, that's November 6th, mm-hmm. tomorrow at 5 a.m., uh, there will be a 45-minute Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Direct, quote, featuring an in-depth look at upcoming DLC fighter Terry Bogard from the Fatal Fury series. I am so hopeful. Yes. Like, 45 minutes is a really long time uh, for one fighter, but I love when Sakurai is just like, gets into the nitty gritty yeah. for like the people who really nerd out about all of the different like moves and counters and like throw distance and all that kind of stuff. Like it's just like a weird gross form of jazz that I just really get into. Uh, it, it, it is really cool. And like the, uh, the thumbnail on uh, Nintendo's Twitter um, definitely made it look like this is going to be one of those videos that's just like Sakurai sitting at his desk with a plant in the background, probably double fisting uh, pro controllers. Right. And where you can hear like the people who are filming it, like his assistants, like laughing yes. occasionally. Yeah. The what, things he's doing are so insane. When he points out that you can't play a new Fatal Fury game on Switch, <laughs> you got to play it on another platform or whatever. Uh, I'm guessing this also means that it's going to drop tomorrow or very soon. Yeah, the the pattern would suggest that when they drop a 45-minute trailer um, that the character uh, launch is not far behind or, you know, at the same time. I've lost track. Is this the last fighter in, like, the original DLC? Or there's one more. It is not. There is one more unannounced. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Let's do this together. Because Banjo-Kazooie has already come out? Banjo-Kazooie is out. Okay. Uh, and then it's Joker and the Dragon Quest hero. Uh-huh. And that's it. Right. And then Terry is number four. Right. And so one more of like the original fighters pass and then an untold number in the future. Do you think there is any possibility that we either get that character revealed tomorrow or on, on Wednesday um, or any other features of uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? Well, okay, so the, the hero was, or was it, I guess it wasn't hero, I guess it was um, uh, Banjo-Kazooie was released in September, so we seem to be getting one every other month, pretty much, right? I mean, it's, it's more or less quarterly, right? Okay. I guess basically what I'm saying is, no, it wouldn't surprise me if we wait till the Game Awards. Yeah. Um, and then it releases in, like, January or something. And uh, Game Awards, that's what you were referring to when you said Happy Holidays to me, right? Always, yeah. The, 100% for sure. They're usually right around my birthday. So, <laughs> really happy birthday to me. Um, Mario Kart Tour launched without multiplayer, which a lot of people were kind of, like, disappointed with. Especially because the game like presents itself as maybe being multiplayer. Yeah, it fakes it because it, it like it takes it, yeah. people's usernames and then shows it like displays them. It never it hasn't bothered me. Um, I don't know that my uh 
like experience will be greatly improved by multiplayer, especially because I don't think we know anything about it. Like, can I play with friends? It just doesn't seem like something I really, I personally care about on mobile. Yeah. Um, but they said that it was coming soon when the game launched, and there's a beta test coming in December. The beta test will only be available to people who pay the five ninety nine. I guess it's four ninety nine a month for the gold pass. But uh, multiplayer is going to be available to everyone who plays the game once it like actually launches. Got it. Uh, Overwatch 2 was announced last week at BlizzCon and is coming to Switch. And they're doing an interesting like hybrid um, sort of thing that I haven't really seen done before, where basically all of the first game's heroes, maps, modes, and player progress are promised to carry over. They are having what they're calling a shared multiplayer environment, which I think is pretty cool. Players from both games, from the original Overwatch and the sequel, will be able to compete side by side in PvP. And current Overwatch players can play Overwatch 2 heroes and maps. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, it, it, I guess they're just like doing whatever they can to not um, like fracture the, the, the player base. And there are obviously a lot of people that um, are playing, still committing a lot of time to Overwatch, including like there's a whole Overwatch League, like as an esport, it's a big thing. So I guess they just didn't want to bury what they already have with you know, a, a new version of the game. Yeah, I feel like they're trying to thread that needle that no game, it, to my knowledge, has really done successfully where they're, it's games as a service, but also an additional game, right? Because like when Destiny was originally announced, they were promising to do the part, the part of it where it was like all of your experience, all of your items, everything will go over to the next game. Yeah. And then when Destiny 2 was actually announced, they were like, uh, except we, no, that's not actually a thing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how Overwatch does it, partly because this game, the way they're talking about it is very far off. Yeah. Like maybe I, not even a 2020 game, like a 2021 game. Um, the real big selling point of Overwatch 2 seems to be the, all the PVE, uh, content, like the co-op modes, the story missions. Enemy. That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously if you're like, I'm sure the new game will, you know, have like graphical upgrades and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see how all of this shakes out. Um, did you watch the story trailer that they launched for this thing? I I didn't. Um, so it's cool. Um, it you know it shows a couple of the Overwatch heroes, uh, like going to fight a giant robot. Um, and they're like really down and out, and then like all the other Overwatch heroes like come back and join them, and they're like, "Does this mean Overwatch is back?" And they're like, "Yeah, Overwatch is back," um, which is cool. But it's an eight-minute-long trailer. Um, why do video games do this? Why, like a trailer? You watch a trailer. Uh, we watched a trailer for the Rise of Skywalker the other day. Uh, awesome. We were so excited. We were so hyped up for yeah, it. Yeah, you were puking out your guts. Yeah. But we could handle two minutes and 30 seconds. Exactly. If that trailer had been eight minutes, uh, I mean, also... Disaster. That, uh, like, Kojima just put out uh, an eight-minute trailer for Death Stranding. Why? Why are we doing this? And I wanted to... I was like, oh, they, they announced Diablo 4. Let me check out that trailer. Another eight-minute trailer. What are we doing? These aren't trailers. These are short films at this point. No, look. You want to do a long trailer? Put Sakurai... In an office with yes. a plan behind him. I will watch that endlessly. Make it a live stream. Or, like, you know, make it just a 24-hour Twitch channel. Yeah. In fact, 
go to Sakurai's house, install some cameras there, put him on Twitch all the time, and tape two pro controllers to his Patrick, hands. That, yes. Yes. Eight-minute video game trailers? Absolutely no. not. Uh, during the Q&A portion of Nintendo's financial results call last week, Nintendo president Shintaro Furukawa told investors that the company will make more 3DS franchises available on the Switch. Which is an interesting way to phrase that because it raises the question, are these 3DS games that are going to be ported to Switch or is it the franchises that the 3DS is known for, there will be new installments of them on Switch? Because I would argue and have been arguing all year that Nintendo is already... That, that this is the year for that. Yeah, and I think we'll continue to see that. I mean, we've seen it a little bit with the new brain training game. Yeah. Right? Um, and I think... But also uh, Fire Emblem and Pokemon and uh, Box Boy. Like, those are... And really, like, Link's Awakening yeah. in the past would mm-hmm. have probably been a handheld game. Yeah, these are all, like, the, the handheld games, uh, but now we're just seeing them on a console. So I, I, I wonder what he is referring to. And maybe it's more just saying, like, we're, we will, like, continue this strategy. Yeah. Because um, I'm trying to think of other franchises. You know, if he's talking specifically about, like, franchises that were on portables but will be coming to Switch, I'm having a hard time off the top of my head thinking of, like, really, like, big omissions. Right. I mean, other than Pocket Card Jockey, of course. Right. Uh, and, you know, we just need a new Rhythm Heaven game, even though, th- even though those have been on um consoles before but like you know like warioware is another one that has existed on consoles but yeah feels like i would be ready for an all new i I like gold for what it was but i would like an all new entry in that yeah absolutely and i mean yes i think it's sort of just like highlighting the idea that um nintendo as they are um completely collapsing into a a single pillar instead of having uh both the handheld and that they instead of having these two different markets that they're really just steamrolling it all into one um and like i i wonder how the cuz like right now we're not seeing um handheld versions of fire emblem handheld versions of pokemon these are games that are obviously designed with uh a, a closer attention to like graphical fidelity um, and just meant to be bigger, right? Um, so I wonder if uh, it means that they're going to bring some of like the 3DS quality over as know. well. I mean, I mean if, I... if we're if we're parsing like all what he said, which was very little, mm-hmm. he said that franchises, sure, not like games. That being said, I do think that there is like a market for these mid-level like. experiences that you could like the price point that you would pay on the 3ds yeah but how do you it feels very difficult to thread that needle i mean i think sushi strikers was an attempt at something an early attempt at something like that yeah and um failed miserably although actually maybe that was full price on switch that might have been a full 60 dollar game i think i think it was a little bit cheaper because it was it was 40 bucks on uh 3ds but might have, might, have, might have been 60. I don't know. Corollary to all of this, uh, a few weeks back when Mario plus Luigi, uh, the series developers, Alpha Dream, filed for bankruptcy, former senior editor at Game Informer, Imram Khan, tweeted that their last game, which was the 3DS remake for Bowser's Inside Story, bombed like incredibly hard. Uh, Khan was a recent guest on Kind of Funny Games Daily, and he shared a little bit more information about what he heard 
Apparently, Bowser's Inside Story sold something like 11,000 units in its first month. Hey, I bought one of those units. It's Me. basically like a special, you know, like one of those like limited editions. Yeah. One right. out of 11,000 copies. Uh, apparently, this really bad performance also caused Nintendo to cancel a bunch of other 3DS plans, including uh, an, another Fire Emblem remake in the vein of like Fire Emblem Echoes. Is mm-hmm. that what it was called? Yeah. Yep. It's fun. The second you said Echoes, I wanted to be like, of an elusive age. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it it doesn't surprise me that there were other um 3DS games like in the pipe and then they saw the numbers from uh Inside Story and were like we got to change course here on this and uh, honestly if if it means that they uh shuttered a another Fire Emblem game I think that's fine I don't know that the audience would have gone back to the 3DS to to play it right I do wonder if uh we'll see it on Switch in the future though because Fire Emblem Three Houses has been a really big success. It's almost already the highest selling Fire Emblem game ever. And I think that, you know, obviously we'll have another Fire Emblem game on Switch in the future, but it's going to be a few years. And so I wonder if one of these like remakes is a good in between to like keep the franchise alive. Yeah. I mean, it's also just like strange because there was a, a stretch there where we were getting a lot of Fire Emblem content. Um, heroes, warriors, uh, and uh, echoes, um, like all came out within the same shadows year. of Valencia. That Is might that be right. right. Yeah, okay. echoes of an elusive age. Definitive edition. Uh, also, uh, Imram Khan is now uh, an employee of Kind of Funny, so he wasn't guest hosting; he was hosting the show. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, finally, Nintendo legend Shigeru Miyamoto was recently selected by the Japanese government as a person of cultural merit. Very cool. As part of his comments, he said, quote, I'm going to do my best to keep doing new things so I don't get asked if I'm about to retire. He's 66 years old, and he's been with Nintendo for over 40 years. Wow. So he's been working at Nintendo since he was 16? Does that check out? No. In what way? Wouldn't he be 26? Yeah. (laughs) I mean... It took me a while All right, to Mark, get let's, there. Let's get out of the news. I don't need your pity. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends. Rank, review, subscribe. Do all the things that you do to podcasts that you like and want to exist for a long time. Like this one. This show will exist for a long time, probably. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MK Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8BitBetty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers selling 11,000 copies and saying thank you for listening. folks, Sean Watkins here. I'm here to tell you about my podcast slash album called This Is Who We Are. That's right. It's a podcast and a record all rolled into one. 
Each episode features one song off the record paired up with the conversation with the guest who is related to that song in some way. Guests include Jackson Brown, Inara George, Kate Micucci, and the conversations aren't about these songs specifically. The songs just serve as sort of a topical springboard that hopefully will lend a little context to this new album of mine. Sort of like a modern day version of liner notes, only much more personal. The podcast and the album are both called This Is Who We Are. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts.